This is the Publicity for Pet Businesses podcast with Rachel Spencer. Listen in each week for tips on ways to win media coverage and create content to make sure your pet business stands out from the competition. In this week's podcast, I'm chatting to Greg Patterson and we're talking all about having a podcast if you have a pet service business. Now, I know we're constantly being told about all these different things that we need to be doing to promote our business, but I've been following Greg for a while and looking at what he does on his Woofing Pawson podcast. So Greg is a dog trainer up in Darlington and the way he uses his podcast is so interesting because it brings an extra element of support to the pet owners who he is working with in his business. And chatting to him about his podcast, he's just got so much passion for it. And he went into creating a podcast just because he enjoyed podcasts himself, but it's been so transformational for his business. He's built a community, it's helped him build a community with other pet professionals. It's helped him attract more clients. It's helped him generate lots of leads, bookings and appointments. Also to come up with ideas for packages and programs for his existing clients. Um, and he's just just done so so much with it now please don't think i'm saying you've got to go and start a podcast but if you are thinking of doing one and you want to work out how it would pan out for your business i think listening to what greg has to say here will be really helpful for you so i do hope you enjoy the show and if you'd like to find out more about greg all of his contact details are in the show notes for this episode and of course his podcast details are on there as well so now on to the main part of the show Hi, Greg. Thanks so much for joining me on the show. My pleasure. Thank you very much for having me. Fantastic. No, it's great to have you here. So, Greg, um, what we're going to be talking about today is about how a podcast can help you if you're a pet, um, pet service provider. So it would be really helpful if you would be able to tell people listening um, a little bit about you and what you do. Uh, yeah, of course. So I, I'm a dog trainer. I'm based up in the, the nice part of the world, like yourself, up in the northeast, a place called Darlington. Uh, as you mentioned, yeah, I'm a dog trainer. Um, I work with all kinds of dogs. I do specialize in large breeds and rescues. Um, I do classes, one-to-ones, all the usual stuff. But uh, one of my other big passions is I have a, my own dog training podcast, um, which is another great thing I that I absolutely really, really enjoy doing. Fantastic. Okay, so tell us about your podcast and tell me a little bit about the kind of things that you talk about on, on your show then. Yeah, so it's called the Wuffin Pawson Podcast. Um, to, to be honest, funny enough, pre-becoming a dog trainer, I didn't really listen to podcasts, didn't really know much about them. I knew of them, um, but never really listened to them. And then as I kind of started, kind of as you do when you get into dog training, you know, researching and reading, watching videos, all that kind of stuff, I kind of became more aware of, of podcasts and quite a few dog trainers who did podcasts for dog training professionals where they shared insight talked about the kind of some of the science behind what we do and that's kind of how I really started to listen to them and then <laughs> the one thing that struck me kind of through all of them was there wasn't actually many kind of aimed at just general people so there was lots aimed at professionals but very few aimed at kind of just general you know kind of dog owning public and um, and that kind of set the little light bulb off above my head and I thought well why don't I give it a go um, <laughs> it, it's quite popular in dog training world to have written content so blogs and things like that and I'm I'm not a writer by any stretch of imagination but I'm all right I can work away around a PC I quite like music and audio and that kind of stuff so I thought well I'll um 
I'll give a, I'll give podcasting a try. I'd reached out to a few trainers who I'd become friendly with who had podcasts and kind of picked their brains a bit and then thought, right, let, let's, let's dive in. And so I created the Wolf in Porson podcast. Fantastic. Okay. So when you had the idea to, you've got, got the idea to start a podcast, you want to do something a little bit different um, and you've got your dog training business. So obviously, you know, you're trying to get your business out there as we all are. And um, what kind of things were you doing before to promote your business and get in front of new people before you started doing the podcast? Um, Probably not a lot, to be honest. It was one of these things. Um, I think, like a lot of people in, in kind of pet services, I think we, you see all these different avenues and ways that you can go around promotion and kind of getting your name out there. And I think like, uh, like well, certainly um, kind of a few people I've spoken to, we all kind of did kind of little bits of everything, but not a lot of anything. Um, mm -hmm. So, you know, we tried social media, tried local press, uh, word of mouth, leaflet drops, sponsored advertising on social media all these yeah. kind of different avenues um and and th the thing for me was when I kind of did or initially started the podcast the bit for me was was more around trying to give more content yeah. so yeah. one of the big things for me is and I think with any any service related business obviously you know the what you do in your specialism that's one thing people mm -hmm. seek you out for but making sure you're the right person and you've got that right connection and that you can you know you can work together effectively that was kind of really big. And I always found that message was really hard to deal with. And people were saying, you know, do live videos on Facebook to, you know, and, and this, that, and the other. And again, none of those things really initially felt right for me where I thought, well, actually sharing information, you know, auditory through, through, the, pod, through the podcast, that kind of fit in my wheelhouse and kind of, I felt quite comfortable with it. So that was, that was the way I did it. And then I had lots of, like just little questions on Facebook or social media from, you know, from people, you know, just general hints and tips and things like that. And as dog trainers, we're not good at just hints and tips. We like to dive in and or go over the top with detail. And again, trying to cram all of that into um, kind of little updates on social media. Again, I just, I didn't really find it worked for me. So I thought, right, well, if people have got questions, I can use them as topics and then I can point them to the podcast. So if you want to learn about whatever it is that you've asked me about, then, I'll record a podcast about it and you can go and have a listen. Um, and that's kind of what really got the wheels turned on in it, really. So good listening to what you say, because I totally agree with, with it. And that's like that, like, you know, when people talk about what's your content strategy, mine is like, um, look at the questions that I keep getting and then uh, create content around it. So podcasts and blogs and that kind of thing. Um, and I think as well that put being like, you know, it's described as being like an edutainer, isn't it? So you're educating and entertaining, aren't you? Um, but also like when, before I did my podcast and when I was kind of doing research on, not into podcasting as such, but when I was doing like research for doing the publicity programs and stuff, podcasting is so powerful, isn't it? Because you're in someone's ears. It's a really close relationship that you've got. And I imagine it's really good for building trust with potential clients who might not already be with you but they might have asked for a recommendation on Facebook like I always talk through this process about you know how things work and why content's really important so someone's asked for a recommendation on Facebook your name's been put forward if you can say oh you know hey thanks for getting in touch you're struggling with your barking dog or whatever the issue is I've got a podcast here that can help you and if you'd like to you know if you'd like to book in with me then here's a link you giving them that that quick win that and that also that insight into you and how you work and how you are going to support them. I think that's really powerful. Um, have you thought, is that the kind of process that you have? Because that's kind of how I imagine things would work I would, in an ideal world. 
I'd love to start thought about it in that level of yeah. detail, but I kind of stumbled into doing that basically. Yeah. So to answer your question, yes, um, but it wasn't quite as well thought out. It was when I first started it. If I'm honest, I kind of did it for a bit of fun. I, yeah. There was there was very little promotion side of it to be honest, but that was the big surprise for me. That was the bit that really kind of shocked me of how much I could actually use it. It's just as you described yeah. there as a bit of a tool to say, well, actually, if you've if you want to learn about this or you've got a problem with that, um, again, just go and have a listen. Like uh, I think the first one I did was, I think it was at the top seven uh, kind of tips about kind of things to think about when getting a dog. Um, and it was, again, it was a very common question I got asked and I was like, well, there isn't a simple quick answer to that. So that for me just kind of created the content instantly for me to go right here. I'm going to kind of create a bit of a list things to think about things to challenge yourself with before you go make that decision around rescue puppy breed whatever it might be yeah um and then in, yeah kind of the the bit that really surprised me was how many people started to listen to it whilst doing dog related things predominantly walking so that people yeah. go out for a dog walk kind of headphones in have a listen and then i'd kind of get a few pings and a few messages either as you say wanting to actually book in and start to actually work on some of the concept that i maybe have talked about or actually started to go, that was really fascinating. I'd love to learn more about X, Y, or Z. And it started to just create this um, this community for me, which again, I wasn't, didn't really expect. I didn't kind of plan for it. I didn't even expect a lot of people to listen to it. Yeah. I'm being brutally honest, but it's amazing how, how quickly it spreads and the dynamic it creates. Cause I kind of have, dare I say, two camps of listeners. Mm -hmm. I've got the listeners who are clients um, or potential clients, you know, kind of people in my local area who, again, listen either just to learn about who I am, what I do, how I train, how I teach, that kind of thing. Um, existing clients who are looking to learn more about the methodologies and the sciences and a few things behind the scenes that we're kind of working on in the sessions. But then I've got this whole trench of listeners that I never expected, which are a combination of just other people out in the world and other pet professionals. Yeah. Um, which just opened so many other doors for me. Um, I've had people contact me from Australia, from America, from uh, Norway, like parts of the world I never even considered would would ever listen to the podcast, asking me questions, just giving me feedback. Yeah. And then the the professional element of it's just opened doors for me to create relationships with more people, have guests, and it just yeah, it just kind of opened so many different avenues and allowed me to tap into lots of different things like that ability to have a guest around a question that maybe one of my clients had asked yeah suddenly I had two things married together perfectly well there and I might not be an expert on it but guess what I now know one so mm -hmm. coming on let's have a chat about it and my my kind of listeners my clients can just download all that and get all the information from them by the podcast which is for me, a wonderful additional service I can offer to people, which is free. And who doesn't love free stuff? So, Oh, my God, definitely. And also, like, I guess as a pet professional, like a trainer, you want to have you want to have those long term relationships with, with clients, don't you? And those referrals when, you know, particularly like this year when we've had the puppy pandemic and, you know, you want your clients to be you want to be going above and beyond for your clients. So they refer you to their friends and all of that kind of thing. And I think by giving that really delivering that really quality information and training for free with no expectation via the podcast that's doing so much for your for the relationship that you've got relationship building and that loyalty as well isn't it I think 
hundred percent. Yeah, it's it's that bit was really fascinating for me, and I think the medium as well makes a massive difference because, yeah. um, again, um, there's so many different ways out there to get in touch, and, and there's what I kind of call a standard. You know, there's email kind of mailing lists, there's social yeah. medias, they're kind of like the, the classic things, local leaflets, that kind of stuff, but generationally it like how people consume information where they go for it it's constantly evolving um and podcast was one of those ones where for me it was actually in terms of the types of clients i'm i like to work with um i definitely found there was a um a bit of a kind of match up there between people who do like to listen to podcasts of all varying different types and sizes ironically with the types of clients I really enjoy working with who think yeah. very similar to me we, it might just be pure coincidence but we did seem to have a very good connection that way so even silly things like talking about with a podcast with clients yeah. was a really nice lovely little icebreaker that had nothing to do with dogs um but because it was a medium that we both enjoyed yeah. um again it just opened that avenue to to actually create a, a, an actual human connection with them and mm-hmm. again that just absolutely when doing what we do just makes all the difference when you can actually kind of get on the same level as other people and that's another reason why it was a medium that I think I just definitely clicked with quite quite quickly yeah I think the other thing with it as well is you can put yourself across so you can put your personality across can't you so if like I was talking to another dog trainer about about this the other day and about the different kinds of personalities that you work with and some people will want a dog trainer who's going to be like really right this is it just straight down the line and some people will want more kind of hand-holding more more support more nurturing more for it to be a a bit more informal and for someone to be like really chatty and lots of empathy and stuff whereas like some people would just want to be right teach my dog to do this and I'm out of it but because they can glean what you're like by the podcast you know that the you know I'd say probably most of the time the people who are coming to you are a good fit because they've already they've already figured you out haven't they and how you work yeah, it's 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 really interesting because um, I think for me when I first started, when I f- first started my few podcasts, I I kind of attacked them quite. I'm going to use the word professionally, but not probably mm-hmm. in the same way that people probably would. But I was like trying to script myself. I was trying yeah. to like this is the topic, these are the points, these are the things I want to say, and I, it felt so false. It felt really difficult. I couldn't do it. I did so many takes over and over and over again because I kept fumbling my words and that kind of thing, and then I just kind of basically winged it I just said right I'm going to write a couple of bullet points about the topic that I'm chatting about and I'm just kind of going to go for it as if there wasn't an imaginary kind of client on either end of the uh the, the virtual ear set uh earphone sorry and um this is how I would actually try and talk to them I yeah. do still fall in the habit of doing a, a little bit of a sterile voice at times I don't think I'd get all my personality across at times but <laughs> um, I think that's just but again it's kind of like me I guess I'm, I'm you know you've I, I, I go through phases of posh phone voice Greg, which is more like podcast Greg, um, versus kind of real me. But the stuff I say, the, the analogies I use, the, the things I'm talking about, I hope is it is a true reflection of me and what I think and, and how I like to work. And yeah, that for me is, is massive because it's such an emotional industry. Like working with pets and, and obviously dogs for me is you know, people literally put heart and soul into everything they do, whether you're providing the service or whether you're consuming the service. And and I think that's why the people element is huge for it. So for mm-hmm. me, yeah, it was just the right kind of medium where hopefully people can just get to know me and who I am and what I'm about. 
Definitely. I know I completely agree with you and I can totally see how I, I, I relate as well to the like the beginning, you know, when you think because I kind of did this and soon it well, I did a podcasting course before I started my podcast and the guy on it said it's okay for your first 20 podcasts to be really bad and I was like oh brilliant okay that helps but then you you do try and plan don't you and you do think oh, I've got to do it a bit like this and be a bit more professional and then it was like oh well I'm just going to chat and and if people if if this works then great and I you know you'll have had some clients who will have had some really amazing wins with their dogs from listening to the advice you've given on the podcast or what one of your guests has come along and done and I will have that with mine where people will go and get some really good publicity or they'll, something will really click and they'll do something like kind of quite brave that they wouldn't ordinarily have done because of something that, you know, something that someone said on my podcast. And it's really good. And the other thing you were saying about having guests, it's so brilliant, isn't it? Because you can think, I really want to, I really want to go deep on like recall or in my case, like I've just done one with a LinkedIn expert that's really, really good. Um, and you can bring in these people and even though you can't help your clients or your your audience you can bring someone in who can and then it's like oh, buzzing because I've got this and I can share it and I know that people are going to get loads from it and it's just really good isn't it that for me I, I've absolutely loved that I had a bit of a run of, of uh, guests at the start of this year and what I, I, I deliberately tried to do was was find people in different industries um so quite, quite similar to yourself I think Rachel in terms of it, it kind of links in to um you know what I'm about as, as a podcast or as a person but trying just to help people understand the different dynamics and the interconnects between all these different specializations or services that are out there so I've had pet bereavement person come on I've had um I've, I've got more people like um canine physiotherapy lined up you know just parts of owning a dog which I I've used and not really given a lot of kind of thought about you know like um I didn't even know for example kind of pet bereavement counseling was a thing and yeah I I know how much kind of losing my pets has affected me and I'm like that's phenomenal and it's all kind of part of that 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 cycle of having animals in your life and why aren't we talking about it? why don't we and that person's got a podcast so again instantly it was kind of like great now my listeners can go listen to their podcast and it was just it, it felt just so comprehensive. It's such an, a great forum and a great medium to, like you say, to bring all these white people together. And like you say, it might not be your specialism, but if you can open the door for people to to learn more, but then go and explore other stuff off the back of your own podcast, that for me is, that's kind of like true information sharing. I think that's what people find really valuable. Um, and then it, it again, it kind of breeds that community culture of, listening to each other's podcasts different expert yeah. different expertise and just kind of brings the whole thing together and that's yeah the guest thing for me was yeah definitely a big winner a thing I uh never thought I'd ever ever do was interview somebody but yeah it's, it's uh, I really enjoy it really get kicks yeah. out of it yeah and it's it's true I think um I think obviously you know the media has really changed hasn't it I've been working in the media like traditional media since the late 90s and if you wanted to get your message out there, I've, I know I repeat this so many times on this podcast, but you know, you'd have to go and take out an advert or you'd have to, you know, do all kinds of schmoozing to get on your local radio and all of those things. Whereas now you can, you can go and connect with, and I always encourage my clients and people on my challenge and in my Facebook group to do this, to go and find people who have got an outlet, have got an audience and, and go and work with them. And, and, you know, like, like we've done when we were setting this up, we've, We've built a relationship, haven't we? Before, before I approached you, I wouldn't just go, "Oh, Greg, come on my podcast." You know, I, I came to you with an idea, and that's how it works, isn't it? But then that avenue is open for 
for you to you know for people to people who might not know you already to find you and vice versa if you share this episode with your audience people might find me and it's it's great it's really good about it and it's about community and information sharing and I know the business stuff comes as a benefit as well but I do think I'm all about being really generous with what you share and, and your knowledge and stuff and podcasting is a is a really great way of doing that isn't it oh yeah 100 percent. And, and I think Dare, I'm from a corporate background and, and, and dare I say that can be really, really brutal and cutthroat and, and yeah. really kind of a harsh environment to work in. And one of the things I never wanted to do when I got into dog training was, was kind of bring that with me. Um, and, and I was really fortunate. I had, a, I had a few people locally who were incredibly supportive of me and what I want to do and that kind of thing. And that made such a world of difference for me. And I think that's probably one of the unsung things of podcasts is that mm-hmm. ability, as you say, not it is it creates those relationships. It builds a community of people, which I think just suddenly makes everything just a bit easier. Um, yeah. It's it's a really unique dynamic because it's it allows, as you say, not only to share information and share relationships, but an expertise. But you kind of you do ultimately help each other out because you create these relationships. Some of them will go on and even being friendships, and it's it's suddenly then um, a world that for a lot of pet professionals, which is usually quite isolating. A lot of us are self-employed and things like that. So, you, you know, you kind of, you live in your own little bubble and it can feel quite isolating. And I think then when you start to have that ability to open out and have people either with similar kind of jobs or roles as yourself or complementary roles and, and expertises, it suddenly, it just broadens all of that. So kind of from, not only your own client perspective and kind of build a network there. I think that own personal and professional network is, that was huge for me. I've got so many new people who I've got fantastic professional relationships with now who I know I can kind of message, contact, and even if I've got an issue, you know, whether business-wise, client-wise, whatever it might be, because of what they do or their experience, I know I can kind of just soundboard and bounce off them. And my clients don't see that, but that helps me out massively. And it allows yeah. me to go back to my clients with a kind of a renewed vigor, yeah, um, yeah. which again is obviously then ultimately going to benefit them. So yeah, that the the hour or so that you do the interview is one thing, but what that's ultimately created in and around it, as you say, kind of before and after that, that's hugely, hugely beneficial as a, as a professional. Yeah. I've just been getting my highlighter pen out when you were saying all that, Greg, for, <laughs> because I do an audiogram and I'm like, oh, that's such a good quote. I've definitely got to get that on the audiogram. <laughs> Um, okay, so I want to talk about um, the impact the impact it's had on your business because that's well, you know we need to know like the show me the money stuff as well, don't we? It's all very nice doing this community, but we need to pay the bills. So yeah, what kind of impact has it had on on your dog training business? Um, so in terms of kind of direct revenue, there's a couple of ways because obviously with podcast advertising is if you if you kind of listen to biscuits big enough, that's that's an avenue you can explore. Yeah. Um, the value really for me has come in almost like the value of my service. Yeah. So I use my podcast now as, as a thing that my competitors don't have. Yeah. So if you kind of come and work with me, obviously, yes, you can get this without me, but what you will start to find is there's stuff we will talk through either in classes or in one-to-ones mm-hmm. that will ultimately complement what you can then go and listen to on a yeah. on, on the podcast. So now you're basically getting more content. You're getting more kind of value from me as a provider of the service yeah. to um to kind of build it up for you and because it actually creates quite a bit of kind of lead generation for me 
So <laughs> there's concept I've talked about on the podcast, which I haven't covered in one-to-ones or, or in classes, that people then have started to come to me and say, you've mentioned this or you've talked about this. What is it? It sounds really good. I'd like to do more of that. And it might be something that I would consider potentially quite advanced. So it allows me to then have that dialogue and kind of then effectively create more kind of uh, more more bookings and more appointments targeting these specific things for clients yeah. um, that's basically come off that. So it kind of works in two avenues for me and I, I kind of deliberately try and use it now more as a result of that. So there's a lot of the yeah. basic stuff I cover, which is just to add value to me as a service and, and to make myself a little bit different from those around me. Um, but the, the bigger bit for me is where I can then start to drop in these more advanced elements of behavior and training that kind of sparks the interest from an existing client who's listening to the podcast and then they reach out and want to know more. And then we can ultimately build into, into more, uh, more sessions together to do that kind of stuff, which is, which is wonderful because it almost then just becomes self-perpetuating because there's more podcasts I do, the more topics I cover, the more topics I cover, the more mm. their interest is sparked. And then we, I actually start to get longevity out of my clients as a result of that, which I think historically I probably wasn't, I was getting a little yeah. bit more do the, the course or the class or the one-to-one or whatever it was. And then there was, I dare say, quite a lot of effort for me because I didn't really know how to build them onto the next thing. Yeah. Where now, again, we've got we've kind of got a subject to talk about and it becomes a lot. I'm not a hard salesman. I really struggle with the sell. Yeah. Um, so I, I want more of the curiosity side of things, and that's what helps really well with that podcast is it people will come asking about topics, words, phrases I may have used, which then opens that door for that conversation and allows me to go, well, actually, you know what? If you want to spend some time together working on that particular thing, more than happy to do it. Let's book some sessions in and we can go away and work on that. And because they're actively engaged in it, it takes that hard sell element away from me, which I love personally <laughs> because I'm rubbish at it um, and allows me to keep working and building with those clients. And they, like I say, I build that longevity with them, which is wonderful for me because that's the type of client I absolutely love to work with because you, as we know, pet businesses, you, you know, you kind of get those variations, but those ones that are probably the wrong turn of phrase, but are, are really dedicated to wanting to learn more mm-hmm. and change how they are with their dogs and, and understand yeah. their dogs more those people are basically just like me that's kind of what made me tick when I got into dog training so I really love to work with people like that so if my studies and my knowledge and experience can spur them on to do more with their dog and they want me to part that journey with them that for me is absolutely fantastic and the podcast definitely helps me achieve that definitely and I think just listening to you talking and I've listened to your podcast as well and as you know, a fairly new. We're both fairly new podcasters, aren't we? I think we were actually. When I checked you out, I think we started like the same month. We started in lockdown, didn't we? Yeah. Uh, yeah, um, just, just before. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. I think um, when I was listening to you talking, then you were saying about how your clients come and, you know, will come along and say, "I've listened to you on the podcast talking about whatever the topic is. Want to do more with it?" That's because you've had them in. You've had their attention for. 10 15 20 minutes an hour even that is so much more powerful than a facebook post or a tweet or do you know what i mean this is it's i can totally see why that happens some um somebody described it as intimate yeah yeah i found that a bit of a weird word i totally get where you're coming from but it is isn't it because you yeah and and i think right now like when i i I, there's i i can rave about some of my favorite podcasts all day long but when I'm out with my dogs and, and I'm, I'm kind of out in the countryside or whatever, and like I say, I, I pop the earphones in and I'm kind of enjoying the time out in the outdoors with my dog, even on those like horrible, wet, crazy days that we've had, 
listening to a podcast, even though you know that there's an audience to it, it kind of doesn't feel that way. It's a really unique listening experience. And that's what I think why, because it almost it feels like you just, depending on the podcast, there's some I listen to where it feels like you just sat in the pub with friends. There's some yeah. that feel like you listen to it or watching or experiencing a documentary or whatever it might be. And that frame of mind and the focus and the connection it creates is unlike any other medium I think I've really come across. And my joke is my wife really struggles with them. She can't get away yeah. with them at all. I absolutely adore them now. And I listen to so many of them, but it is a, it's a real connected experience. And I think when you start covering topics that people are either experiencing or passionate about or struggling with, that's just another level of connection that you have via that medium, which again, I think just makes people go, yes, want to pick up the phone, want to do this, want to find out more, whatever it might be. And I think that's what um, really kind of creates that momentum behind it. Yeah. And because you, you can specialise, obviously, as a niche as much as you like as well, because, you know, if, if you're thinking about it, the chances are someone else in the world is, mm. and depending on your business model, there, there will be listeners out there for you. Yeah, going back to what you were saying about, like, the first, like, when you first had the idea to do the podcast and you were answering common concerns and common questions and that's how you, you structured it. I had a really similar thing because I did I did a book and that was because I kept getting these questions about how do you write a press release or how do you approach journalists? I thought, I'll write a book and then I'll just send them to Amazon because the book was like 12 quid or something. Um, and then the book has ended up being a lot of a lot of my content and then this podcast. And you think, oh, like at first I thought, oh, I'm not going to be able to talk about publicity that much because... There's only, you know, there's there's only so much to it, but actually you can go, you know, I can talk for 50 minutes about how to write a pitch if I want to. And you you never run out of topics, do you? So it, 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 I think that's what's mad because like, like with all, like you say, yeah, you can give high level briefs, you can write a few lines, you can do that kind of thing, but you can delve in. And already I've got a list of topics on the podcast, which are ones I've already covered, but I've deliberately tried not to go in depth with them the first time round. Yeah. And because and, I can revisit them and I can go in different directions with them. And it's when, when you know something, when you've got knowledge of a, of a topic and you've got passion about that topic, like, see, so you can talk as pretty much as long as you want about it. Yeah. And that I think that's the thing for me is, is finding that balance of being able to give that level of detail for those who want it. And there's shorter episodes for people who don't want that level of detail. And it's, yeah, you never run it. I was really worried about running out material and is it the right thing I'm covering off? And I, I tried to keep it, non-judgmental which is really mm -hmm. hard i really i'm not gonna lie i really struggle with that it's it's you know it's a passionate topic when you get on yeah. dogs and it's um and trying to keep myself a little bit neutral um is one of the things i, I try desperately to do but it, it doesn't stop the content from being there it, if anything it allows me to create more content because i can talk about things that maybe i'm less of a fan of but i can talk to why i'm less of a fan of it and already mm. it's it, the content will just keep going it's uh yeah it's, it's an ever-giving piece yeah um so I think if I was a pet professional listening I'd be thinking oh my god how do I do one of these podcast things so tell us if you're a pet professional listening um what what do you know what do people need to know if they want to set up a podcast um the, the great thing is is they are incredibly accessible if you want to do one um like anything in life you can go and spend thousands of pounds on kit and equipment and all that kind of stuff but generally if you've got a smartphone or a computer and a laptop and a microphone you can pretty much start it can be a, your phone headset uh, a cheap amazon microphone or you can go and buy expensive microphones but 
as long as you've got a device that can record and um and, and a microphone for it you're kind of good to go the the great thing with podcasts is there's a lot of platforms out there um so it, uh, probably let me roll back it's probably worth mm-hmm. just trying to explain to people how it works if that yeah. works for you rachel in terms of so um podcasts you, you basically you put them out of the internet and you use a i think most people would probably class them as a distributor so it's a company and you upload your podcast to it, which is basically an audio file and they will distribute it out there to basically places where people can listen to podcasts like Stitcher, Spotify, Google, um, Apple podcast, places like that. Um, there's lots of those types of distributors out there. Uh, the one I use is totally free, which is why I like it. Um, and the one I use also got an editor in it. So if you want to get very swanky with jingles and sound effects and that kind of thing, this one's got that built into the free version, which is amazing. Um, and it even also has an um, the advert generator in there for you. So if you do want to try and kind of build up advertising, you drop a segment in and they'll pull whichever advertisement it is to your podcast for you. Um, but if you don't even want to bother with that, you can literally just record whatever you want to do via your phone, via your laptop. It'll be saved as an audio file on that device. You can go to one of these distributors and you can upload that file and you can have it as raw as that. And it works and it gets it out there for you. Um, let's say if you want to get fancy with production values and jingles and more sound effects, you can go and buy audio editing software and you can buy different microphones and mixers and all that kind of stuff. But you generally don't have to do that to start. I didn't. I literally started with a, a little kind of headphone jack microphone that I used off my phone, plugged it into my laptop and just did that. Used the software yeah. that was there that was free on the, online. And that's how I started it. And I just evolved it over time. Yeah. And then it's a case of, well, they distribute it for you, don't they? So like I use Captivate for mine, but they, you know, I upload it, like you just said, push it out, write some notes, what's, what people are going to get from the episode and then share it on social media or via email and all the things that you do if you have a blog post or any other content um, yeah. and it's it's quite easy to do I mean I'm not a techie person at all but I I, I did it and it wasn't too painful yeah it really <laughs> is. I, I use one called um it's called anchor fm anchor yeah. it's, it's made by spotify um so it, it's it's really really simple to use you go on there you create a free account and it's it's even got tutorial videos on it so like it, it's literally it's so so easy to use which again it's, it's kind of why i really liked it but yeah it's literally once you've kind of dropped your audio file in there you give it a title you can write um what we refer to as show notes but basically a description of what it is you can mm-hmm. put links in there if you want to use any links for anything you can put little images up for for kind of the podcast kind of little almost like an album cover if you want to you can use a photo or whatever you like uh, and you literally just hit publish and then that, it does the hard work for you um, you can advance and distribute it manually to lots of other platforms and things like that. But again, it's for me, when I started, I didn't want it to be complicated. I want to yeah. kind of be nice and quick and easy. And the more I've learned about it, like everything in life, I think the more you enjoy it, the more you get to do it, you get it a little bit more interesting. You go research more. Um, but yeah, for me, it was record the file, upload it, write your little title, write your notes, stick a picture on it, click publish and it's done really really simple um the only advice i tend to give to people is just kind of have a think about what it is that you want to do beforehand mm-hmm. uh, I, I think that for me is where i spend a lot of my time trying to 
just get those concepts of what I want to talk about because yeah I think like a lot of conversation we've probably even done it on this podcast it's it's very easy to kind of deviate off topic quite quickly as as you know is yeah. talking to yourself or, or talking to a guest um so kind of just trying to think of what is it I want the content to be about and trying to keep mm-hmm. yourself on point um and as you kind of said earlier on yeah don't kind of worry about the quality initially personally I didn't it's um there's a great um podcast out there by a guy called Nick Benger um and listen to his early on like he was exactly the same it was I just need to start because once I start it I can polish I can tune yeah. um I'm a bit of a perfectionist so I did want it to like look and sound and kind of be perfect off the bat and it really wasn't like I said I spent so many times doing more takes and then I got more frustrated with it and started to quickly fall out of love with it and the minute I just went actually do you know what as long as the content is right to the message I want to get out there, I can worry about tune as I go. And then yeah. that for me is definitely the best advice I ever got was just get it out there, get going, get your momentum. And then you can, uh, you can evolve and polish as much as you want as time goes on, but it's a, such an easy platform to use. Yeah. I would completely agree with you, Greg, um, as you know, because you've listened to my podcast. Um, but also like, I think we do put pressure on ourselves. Don't we? It's like, I guess people probably do the same with video. I don't do a lot of video, but, um, you know, you think you need to look like the BBC and we're not the BBC. We're just sitting in you know, in our bedrooms, aren't we? Talking into our computers on Zoom. And as long as, the, for, for as you've said there, as long as the content's good and you, you, you know, you're kind of, you know, you, you're just doing your bit, aren't you? You're sharing dog training advice or dog grooming advice, or in my case, how to promote your pet business advice. And if people, you know, People shouldn't, you know, they don't expect the BBC and we shouldn't be hard on ourselves. The other thing I was going to say, actually, is um, I do my podcast weekly and I know you are between weekly and, and bi-weekly, aren't you? Um, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, the schedule is always one thing. Um, one of my favourite podcasts is is quite sporadic with its schedule um, due to the nature of the podcast it is. Yeah. Um, when I first started, I was, uh, I kind of went through hot and cold periods. I'll be brutally honest. There was times I was really frequent and really on it. Then I'd deviate off because life got busy and I'd forget about mm-hmm. it. And then a couple of weeks had passed. And I think generally keeping a fairly regular structure is definitely good. Like if yeah. you can keep a regular structure, whether that's weekly, fortnightly, monthly, quarterly, whatever you like, but setting some kind of ex- kind of um, expectations around that, I think mm-hmm. it just helps your listeners out. They kind of know what to expect. Or if you're going to be random and sporadic, Again, just make that really obvious, you know, kind of just so people know what to expect. Because um, once their expectations are managed with with the frequency, mm-hmm. uh, the listeners are incredibly forgiving with that. Um, and then, yeah, you can get in that cadence. I'm only moving mine at the minute because starting one podcast wasn't enough, so I started another one. <laughs> so I'm now trying to alternate weeks between them kind of being released. So the yeah. uh, so again, uh, rather than me trying to kind of cram two into one week, it's, uh, it just starts to ease it out for me um but yeah scheduling is is definitely a good thing just to be mindful of and like i say set the expectations so people know what and where to find you and when to find you is definitely a nice thing for them yeah one of my friends she does seasons so she'll have like six podcasts in a season she'll release one season and then it might be another few months and then she'll release another and then that just means you can depending on what you've got going on i guess in your life you don't have that pressure of having to produce every every week or every two weeks or every month. Um, so that's another option, isn't it? Oh, 100%. Yeah, there's so many different ways to do it. And if you do think of it like almost like TV shows, yeah, you, you can kind of build it in any format you like. You can do a big drop and you can release them all at once if you've got them all recorded in advance. 
you can drip feed them. A lot of the um, kind of distribution uh, tools, companies, websites that are out there, they have schedulers built in. Yeah. So you, you can absolutely spend a week recording the life out of everything um, and get it all ready and then just schedule it to run. Um, and it kind of, again, it, if, you, if you're planned and you're organized, which I'm definitely not, um, you can do that and it, it can make your life much, much easier. I very much envy a friend of mine who does that. She's got all hers in the can well in advance, kind of, she's on like a three month rolling cycle and I sit there going, oh, I wish I could do that. But it's not me. So I, I don't yeah. force and try and force myself to be something I'm not. It's, it is one of those mediums, like I say, it's got so much flexibility in it and you can make it fit you and like I say, it's very easy to start comparing to others and like you say, wanting to be the BBC sort of style. But no, the one thing I've definitely learned is be you, work with you, do your style, do your frequency, however you want to drop it, feed it. Yeah, you've got all that flexibility there for a reason. So absolutely take advantage of it. Absolutely. No, I'm, I'm completely with you. I've, I'm just looking at my podcast schedule, which is just a load of post-it notes on a, on a, car, a piece of cardboard, basically. I'd love to be like really far advanced. I do. I keep the interviews quite, I'm quite on it with the interviews, but then I do like, interview one week, me the next. So um, there was a few gaps, but one day, one day I'll be organised. Okay, so it's been brilliant chatting to you, Greg. Um, what? Tell me what's next for you in your podcast and in your dog training business. So you, you touched on it a little bit there, but tell us about the other podcasts that you've decided to start. Uh, yeah, so um, uh, so uh, uh, well, probably two bits. Um, last year, I, I was really fortunate. First year of the podcast, and I got nominated for for an award for it, which and I made the finals. So I was chuffed to bits with that and that's definitely kind of spurred me on to continue it this year which I which I, I absolutely did and then it got to a point where myself and a, and a fantastic trainer called Carrie-Anne Selwyn who um, she runs Canine Hoopers World which is a dog sport in the UK uh, well the world I should say um, but she's based in the UK uh, she had her own podcast she's been a guest on mine I've been a guest on hers and we went to do um, what we would call a crossover episode. So we were going to call one episode that we could both use on our respective podcasts. And we got chatting away about labels and terminology and words used in dog training that those dog trainers just use all the time and almost have a, a bit of a blind expectation that people know what we're talking about when half the time they probably don't. Um, so we kind of on the spot during that, we created what is now called the Dog Training Dictionary. Um, which is a new podcast, which is which we've launched, and um, with two episodes in, the third one's out next week, um, which is fantastic. And what we're doing is we're taking words, phrases, terminology that we use, and we're just explaining what it is. And when we say a word, this is generally what your dog trainer or behaviorist means by that word or that phrase. And um, this is some of the science behind it, why it's important to know. Um, because I do it all the time with clients. I'm I'm, I'm absolutely guilty of this, as I will say something like. We're going to do some counter conditioning and kind of i know what i mean by that and i know what all that process is but unless i actually explain that to my client and make sure they're comfortable with what i mean i might miss a trick there um so we created it very much for again for, for people who work with professionals so that as they might hear words reading books watching videos working with a professional whatever it might be there'll be words and phrases that we all use and we probably don't take the time to explain those to a a level of mutual understanding so that's what we're doing with the dog training dictionary so yeah it's a, it's a partnership podcast which i absolutely love because it's a bit more conversational um it's a little bit more late night podcast mm -hmm. um and, and it's, it's nothing too graphic but it's a lot yeah. more relaxed it is it is it is chatting um you know kind of being quite 
quite frank and honest and probably a little bit more opinionated than I would be in my standard podcast. I say I try and be quite neutral on the uh, on the Wuffing Parson podcast where we kind of talk through some of the dilemmas that, that words and language and, and labels have in the dog training industry um, in our other podcast. So yeah, two very different dynamics and flavours, but both very much still designed to be consumed by just people, just generally anybody who's got a dog in their life uh, and certainly ones who are interested in dog training. That's very much the people that we're, we're aiming to uh, to kind of give that information to via the uh, dog training dictionary. Brilliant. Okay. Well, given that I didn't know what a high value treat was and I went and bought some like buffalo chews for Patch when I went to his first training session, the dog training dictionary is, is a brilliant idea. <laughs> it's, it's so common. We do it all the time and it's, it's never done out of um, any kind of premeditation or malice, but we just, because we're so used to using certain words and phrases, yet we throw them out there all the time and it it can be quite isolating. Let's uh, simulate yourself. I've been there where been talking to a professional and they've said something to me expecting me to know what they meant by that phrase I've completely misinterpreted it and ended up on two totally different kind of levels of understanding and then it you kind of spend more time than having one pick and reset so yeah we're just like right if, if there's weird words we have um little social media campaigns where people can kind of tell us what words and phrases they want us to discuss and then we we include those in the future podcasts and very similarly we start to talk about things so we've got yeah. um, one called premac coming up people have heard of the premac principle in dog training some haven't well that's going to be one of the things that we cover off so if you ever hear the word premac in dog training we'll uh, we'll explain what it is so you might have a bit of an understanding oh i love it that's brilliant and then tell us what's happening in your business then because i know you t- we touched a little bit on it uh before we hit record but tell us what's happening at, yeah um... uh, non-stop i think now now kind of lockdown is is ever changing but it's uh so yeah, I opened my own venue, uh, dog training venue, um, October the 31st last year, which I was on with the grand total of six hours before I got informed that we were going back into lockdown again. Uh, so now that's opened back up. Um, obviously, one-to-one classes, all that's going on. I've got a few things in the pipeline with um, some additional socialization classes, a um, little bit different for, for what people need. So I've got reactive class and a non-reactive class coming uh, i've got some grand plans for later in the year around hopefully evolving the venue to be a day train venue for, for people so i've got a, a reactive german shepherd rescue mm-hmm. and there's a lot of pet services that i can't access because she's just not suitable for for what those people offer um and i know there's a lot of people out there like me so yeah i'm hoping to have a bit of a, a venue where people can come with their dogs who would not be suitable say for doggy daycare but do still would like to, you know, to utilize a daycare style service. Um, mm-hmm. But it'll be effectively a trained service. So they come, they spend, they get one-on-one time. They don't have to interact with any of the dogs. They get their own little space to chill out. We do little sessions of training throughout the day whilst the person's out at work or having a day off or doing whatever they want to do. Um, and then, yeah, they can go kind of back home at the end of the day. So yeah, lots of things, lots of irons and fires, as I say, as kind of the year rolls on. And uh, yeah, hopefully all good things. Fantastic. Okay, Greg, it's been brilliant talking to you. Um, if I didn't have a podcast already, I'd be starting a podcast <laughs> listening to what you said. I might go and start another one because of everything that you've talked about. Um, but no, it's been really great listening to you. I know you're going to send me over all of your links, so they will be in the blog post and in the show notes that go with this episode. But if people want to find out more about you, where is the best place for them to go? Uh, the best place is via the website, so that's uh, greatpause.co.uk. 
uh, or they can find me on the usual social media channels, uh, Facebook and Instagram are the main ones that I use. And I'm at Great Pause NE for Northeast. Brilliant. Okay. Well, Greg, thank you so much for joining me on the show. It's been wonderful chatting to you. And I will look forward to hopefully seeing you in real life at some point soon. Definitely. Thank you so much for having me, Rachel. It's a pleasure. And I absolutely love listening to your podcast. So, yeah, it's been an honour to join you. Oh, thank you. Thank you for listening to the Publicity for Pet Businesses podcast. For more free resources and ways to promote yourself as a pet entrepreneur, visit www.publicityforpetbusinesses.co.uk.